What up? What up? What up? This is your boy, Ron Ironic Lee. And I am your host as well, Shy Speak. <laughs> yes. And this is the MMCB, the Minding My Creative Business Podcast, the number one place for creative preneurs to gain strategy, structure, and self-development. And as you see, we are here live with you all. So go ahead, Shy, let them know what we're doing today. <laughs> all right. So first and foremost, we are, this is our very first live stream episode. And so uh, while I feel like our intro came in kind of like, eh, I almost really want to start this one over, but I haven't seen Ron hit the end yet. So I'm going to keep it going. The reason why I want to point that out is because this is a live stream episode. So if you are tuning in right now and you're listening to it on the live stream, shout out to you for getting the organic. And if you're watching the replay, listen, this is going to be great for you as well. We actually have some things. Some, some, we're going to ask some advice from you and you're going to be able to give us some feedback as well. So either way it go, we have uh, we have a place for you now. One of the things that is our goal for this episode, this episode is episode number eight. And uh, we we decided to do a live stream episode because we wanted to be able to go back and recap what all has happened in in this first season of MMCB podcast, right? What all happened? How did we feel about it? Who was dropping gems? Because if you miss each episode, this is a good episode for you to watch right here. Like let's say you miss episode five or six or seven. Cool. We're going to go back and recap that. And we're going to actually add context that you probably couldn't get in the video. So, you know, it's just going to we're going we're gonna to break it down in a certain way. So we're about to drop some gems and reflect. Uh, we also are going to, uh, add, like I said, we're going to ask them some advice from you here at the end. But before we ask that advice, I want you to know if you are tuning in live, you have the opportunity to comment and interact with us right here and right now. So uh, wherever you're watching this, there's probably a comment box somewhere. Drop the comments, drop the questions that you may have. And as we're going through this live stream episode, if that question is pertinent, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get right on in there and we're going to answer it in this episode. And again, if you're watching the replay, we have a moment for you, but you have to stick around to the end. That's the context. That's the goal of this episode. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The little rough edge at the beginning. That's going to, we're going to take that on the edit and we good. We good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, I, just, I always like to do like a little check-in, right? Just to kind of see, you know, like, Let's see. Listen, this is our our te- our eighth, but technically ninth episode. We had episode zero, but this is the the ninth episode. Um, and with this, I want to know how was this journey for you? So, like, how do you feel in the moment about the podcast and just you know what we was able to accomplish in this season? Um, and then discuss why like, what was the high point of the season and then what was the low point of the season, right? Um, so yeah, let's start there and then we're we're going to some other things. So, Shy, what's your how do you feel right now in the, in the moment regarding the MMCB podcast? You know, to be honest, I feel I feel happy, at, or maybe the word probably is joy that we thought about a thing and we did the thing, right? Yeah. We thought of it, we ideated what the color scheme would look like, what we would talk about, how long the episodes would be, who we'd interview. Mm-hmm. Which we had some pretty fire in- interviews, if you ask me, and we had some diverse interviews. So I'm I'm just proud of uh, us being able to like think through something, decide a group of people who we want to help, which is creative entrepreneurs, and then like deliver it to them. And what we would what I would say is an excellent way. So yeah. I feel happy, I feel joy, and I feel proud. What's up? How about you? No, I mean, and I can relate. Like you said, it's it's like it it took a lot for us to get here, right? Um, and it was like you know, it it was it was some years in the making. Like when we when we go back, when we went back and we looked and see, like, oh, we've been working on this for for how long? And then for us to finally get to this point to where we were able to launch it this year at the top of the year, um, no, it's just one of those things to where definitely it's excitement. Um, I'm optimistic about what is to come as a result of us doing this podcast and not just for us, but for the community that we're helping. So I feel really, 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 really good about it. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like I said, excited and optimistic are the two adjectives that are, uh, that are coming up for me in this moment. Man, that's good. Excited, optimistic, joy, and proud. Like, and that's one of the things that I want to make sure that uh, creative entrepreneurs think, 
understand that they have the opportunity to do when you fully um, execute an idea. You 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 have the ability to like, well, did this many people see it? Did this many followers do it? And and you so you start getting into the analytics and you take away from the fact that you took an idea and you brought it into fruition. And now you have the opportunity to be proud about that. So whatever it is you got going on, just like us, I'm encouraging you to do it, do it and do it well. Now, you can't just do it. You can't just go out here and do a thing without having like at least some type of guidance. And that's what I love about this podcast, because when we interview the people who are six, seven and even eight figure earners. You're able to get that guidance, you know, especially if they're if the creative entrepreneur that we're interviewing is like specifically in the industry that you're in, you know, but even if not, there's still some gems that's dropping. Like, so Ron, we, you ready to get into these gems that was dropping? Let's. Well, hold on, I, before we get there, I, I want, I want a high point before we get into the gems. I want to know like, yeah. what was your high and then what was your low? Right. Cause once again, like this entrepreneurial yeah, you journey. Be transparent out here. Yeah. We want to be transparent because we had these, we had these roller coaster moments. Right. Um, When it's times where it's like, man, listen, <laughs> like, this this was my low and this why this was why this was my low right so yeah what was your let's let's start with let's start with the low because I want us to end on a hot note so what was your low when it came to us producing and publishing this podcast what what was the low for you all right so a low point for me was um, realizing how much goes into actually marketing a podcast. And not having the time to like do it myself. Right. And so it was a low point of like not being able to have somebody that we were able to hire or, or, you know, contract or whatever to be an assistant to uh, do those things that we did have somebody. Right. We had a person that we found and we were like, okay, this person could help us. We contracted them and it didn't work out. Right. And so that was kind of a low point. So, and I'm happy you asked this question because that's very transparent. We, we knew we weren't going to be able to do all the things ourselves as it relates to like getting all the posts out, making sure we're sharing on YouTube, making sure we're sending out e-blasts, text blasts, making sure we're letting media know, making sure we're letting the group, Facebook groups so that we're part of and stuff like that. Know. Like we knew there were going to be quite a few things that need to be done. And that's still not even the tip of the iceberg of what really needs to be done for us to reach as many creative entrepreneurs as possible. So we hired somebody and then that person didn't work out. And then we had to do it. And it was like, ugh. Yeah, I don't want to do these things. I don't want to do these things. That's a low point for me. What about yeah. you? And not only not wanting to do them, but just even having the time to do them because we, we we're involved in so many other things, right? Um, so no, I, I can definitely relate to that uh low point of yours. Um, I think mine was definitely more towards the top when we recorded episode one three times. <laughs> Right. Listen, we recorded episode one three times and just trying to keep that energy and synergy for what we actually was what was able to publish. Um, because we were having it was like audio issues, then visual issues, and it was it was a, it was it was yeah, it, it definitely it made us it made me think like, do we really want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> you like, know, are we supposed to be doing? Are we supposed yeah. to be doing this? exactly, exactly? But you know, with that adversity, here we are, right? We're 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 celebrating, right? This is the 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 eighth slash ninth episode. So, you know, it, it was. It was worth it. Been, I don't I, I don't know about you, but I've been getting great feedback from people um, regarding the podcast as well. So, um, so yeah, so that so I guess that'll lead me into I guess my high, right? I guess uh, yeah. you know, lead me to my high is that. I've been getting good feedback, right? People have been 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 telling me that they appreciate the podcast, that they're listening to it, and that they they're 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 getting some gems and some information that that's going to help them within their journey. So that's been a high for me. Is that oh, this is it's, it's been worthwhile, right? And like I said, it hasn't been droves of people, but it's definitely been enough people where it's like, nope, keep going. Like we, we got to keep going, and like you were saying with that marketing piece, we definitely got to you know step up and up the game marketing to get it to more creatives that can benefit from it because it, it is you know it's, it's a good podcast yeah yeah you know and i'm happy we ended on the high note as it relates to our personal reflections before we do 
get into like the recap and the reflection of all the gems that were dropped throughout the episodes from the people we interviewed because we are the people who are hosting this thing we're presenting this thing and so one of my high points uh i would say i agree with you on like getting the positive feedback like man everything looks great it looks excellent and so it's like to put make things look excellent takes work and that's the work you're talking about in the beginning and it also takes perseverance I would say the thing that got me my high point is that once I realized that it was looking like it is excellent, like the video is great, interviews are fire, people are liking it. For, at that point, my mind started sparking new ideas. And I was like, oh, here we are in the middle of a thing. Of, right. uh, this is all we're supposed to be doing right here. Right. But then I'm over here thinking how we can even expand it. And so I started coming up with creative ideas on how we can like not just market it, but how we can bring this thing alive in person. Maybe we can do start doing that in the next season. Maybe we can uh, like me and Ron getting live. And then maybe we can do a, a live event where we invite some creatives out and have a network like networking event. So. I just that's just two ideas. Don't y'all be trying to nibble off my ideas now. No, you can have them. They're available. Uh, but we're going to execute them on a high level. Right. But uh, that got me excited because I started seeing how doing one thing like opens up the can to be like, OK, we can go deeper. We can go further. Right. Yeah. And I just got excited. And then I told you some of the ideas run. And then you were like, oh, yeah. And then we could do this and we could do that. And then, you know, so we we, we started kind of ideating how we can even kind of make this thing even bigger so that was a high point for me definitely a high point for me just kind of catching it to me it was almost like catching a second win like yeah yeah definitely definitely this is great and it can yeah. even be even greater and here yeah. are the ideas so yeah. i think i said it to say i don't think some ideas will come until you start executing on the first place oh wait a minute hold on <laughs> wait a minute. you said say, say it again for the people in the back that didn't hear you I said that I caught a second win or we caught a second win. And I don't believe that some ideas will come until you start executing on the first ones. Right. So it's almost like as we started doing this and it was picking up traction, we caught a second win. It was like, oh, we could even do this and we can do that. And people are wondering why they're stuck and they can't see the rest of the way. It's because you haven't even really started. Man, that's good. Actually, one of my friends, she said, uh she's she's like a believer she's a woman of faith and she said i said what are you gonna be doing this year she said i'm gonna be going back and doing some of the things i feel like god told me to do previously that i haven't done mm -hmm. and you'll be surprised at actually executing on something as you go some kind kind of way breathes this freshness on you right. and it's like oh i see expansion i see how we can evolve i see how we can make it even greater so yeah. And, and let me kind of give you an analogy for that, because th th this is this is why this happens. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like you have a destination. Right. We all have a, a destination where we're trying to arrive or get somewhere. Right. So we start at one point and the destination is further from where we are currently. Right. Mm -hmm. So as you move closer to the destination, it gets clearer where you're going. Right. Right now, if I'm saying, OK, I'm, I'm going to come to you in Dallas. I can't see Dallas from where I'm at in Detroit. But as I get closer, as I start moving, it starts to get clearer, right? So that's that's what that is. It's like as we move and we started moving to where, where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing, it gets clearer. As it gets clearer, we see it clearer. Then that excitement and stuff starts to build. So it's like, okay, bet I'm almost there. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. But when you're in darkness, you don't see the light. You're like, man, I don't know. It's like, maybe I should stop. I'm going the wrong way. No, nope, keep going. If you know that's the direction you should be going in, go in that direction. And as you start going in that direction and moving closer, the light gets bigger, 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 then you're there. So, yes. <laughs> and things get clearer. Yes. They get clearer. Oh, no. It, listen, so that, that it, and it's a cool feeling, too. It's mm -hmm. a really cool feeling. To be like, oh, we got something. And we're going somewhere. And I see it clearly. Yeah, it's it's a cool feeling. It's a cool reality. So yeah. 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 All right. So let us go. Right. So we've like I said we've had eight episodes or seven with episode zero. I keep I still count it in my mind. It's like I know it's seven, but it's eight. So whatever. So let's let's kind of go back and, and let's discuss these highlights from these episodes. Cause it it once again, it it was it was a lot of gems and jewels that was being dropped. And I'm listening, y'all can definitely go back over them and listen to them. 
But me and me and Shy wanted to bring out some things that kind of caught our sparked our interest or that we was like, hey, like this was a good point and things like that. So we're gonna start from episode seven, right? The last last episode prior to this one. So Shy, what was what was something that 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 stood out or jumped out at you? Just like, yeah, nah, this was we, 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 we yeah. had to that. I listen, but first of all, episode seven was the uh, one episode that did not have an interview. Like the, right. some, some of the episodes prior, we had people we were interviewing and mm -hmm. they were dropping gems. But after us having talked to them and listened to them, we were ripe to talk about episode seven. And it, and it was like, protect your creativity. Yeah. Protect your creativity. And we I love the fact that we came at it from multiple angles. Some people think it's protected as in like, don't let nobody take advantage of it. But yeah. No, we were talking about protecting it by having your stuff to together, having your business in order, being legally in order, and then getting into the interpersonal level, how you protect, like making sure you're going to be able to do it because you're protecting like your time and your energy and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to say the overall episode was fire. If you have not watched any of them, that will be the one that I would say go check out first, and then you can go see some of the interviewers because Man, that one was okay. Yeah. So you asked me a question, but I had to say overall, right? You you said which what what stood out to you, but it's like I just like the fact that we even created an episode like that. Yeah, I'll protect your creativity because that's something that needs to be understood. Yeah. It is valuable both internally and externally. It's valuable emotionally and it's valuable financially. So. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that it even exists. But if I, I you, are you gonna make me pick one? I mean, it, it would be nice. But if if you can't, I get it. Because I mean, listen. In, in in your defense, you're right. The whole episode was great, and it hit it from different angles because we have to learn how to protect. See, one of the things that's what I thought. I, I'll 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 start right. One thing that I enjoyed about it is that we talked about protecting kind of like your time and protecting your peace and things like that, right? And I don't think that's talked about enough about how important it is because it's like it's one thing okay yeah i have all these other things protected but if i'm not protecting if i'm not going internal and protecting my peace of mind protecting you know my time and things like that then we it's going to lead to burnout and if we burnt out you're going to be saying bye-bye to this entrepreneurship thing right because it, it 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 will wear thin on you if you're not putting the certain things in place to protect your your, your, your peace and your energy and things like that Especially because it's creative entrepreneurship. So you need a certain sense of something to even be able to create from. But if you all zapped out, so are you, can you even really create at your highest level if you're not protecting yourself internally? So it's interesting you said that because my mind will be uh, the other. I, I like the fact that we talked about protecting uh, their creative from the external stuff as well. Yeah. Um, just because... I think that, man, contracts, deposits, we talked about even if you don't want to do a deposit, you can do milestone payments. We talked about NDAs. We talking about maybe even stuff like work for hire agreements. If we didn't yeah. talk about it, I'm mentioning it here. All of those things really protect you moving forward in the future. And so, so many times we see creatives wind up being unsung, as they will say, from a, from a music perspective. But not only are they unsung, they're underpaid, undervalued, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, and some of this stuff could have been eliminated by actually saying, "This is my creativity, and I'm gonna protect it by making sure I get a deposit. I'm gonna protect it by everybody that I hire on this. Maybe I'm doing a, a mural project in New York, and I'm gonna hire in, tag in a graffiti person. I'm tagging in another somebody else, and all four of us are gonna go tag team this wall." If it, I'm, I'm going to do a work for hire agreement with them if I need to, because I need to make sure that they understand that they weren't entitled to the commissions or whatever else that you may have been entitled to. They're not entitled to right. They, they're working specifically on the area that they're involved in. Um, I need to make sure there's a contract between me and the client and, and also me and the people who I'm contracting. That's what the work for hire agreement is. So now at the end of the day, everybody knows the scope of work. They know how much they're getting paid. There's no um, misunderstanding on the back end. Yeah. Sometimes I don't think people are trying to play people. I think they just forgot. Like, yeah. You know, with this mural example, like, bro, I want you to do, man, I want you to come in and this left side, I want you to really tag it. And yeah, I got you. Oh, we're going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take care of you, man. It's going to be a good payout. Yeah. 
And you think you told them that it was going to be a thousand dollars just for this little corner, but you never really said that. And so then when you get ready to pay it, they're looking at the big project and they know you probably just got paid a bag. And so they're like, thousand dollars that ain't what we said you said you was gonna give me yeah but i was giving for this corner right here for that area i felt like that would be a thousand and you probably would have agreed had we sat down and talked about it so getting them to think about like having those upfront conversations having contracts right sometimes you do business with people they'll have a contract but sometimes you need it but all too often they may not and they may be looking for you to have a contract so many entrepreneurs creative entrepreneurs like oh let me go google something real quick no, go ahead and get you a contract in place because as you have a contract, it's nothing to argue over on how I feel and how I perceive this. This is what you and I both agree to in the black and white. And that's going to protect this creative thing. Right. Yeah. So now you're going back to my example of you're doing this wall and the client wants to say, hey, um, I know a friend of mine, he has a, 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 a painter and she likes to do some acrylic stuff. Uh, can I just add her onto the thing? And it's like, no, you contracted me for it. This is the vision we already have. I've already got all these people on it. Every area of the wall is really already accounted for. And this is the, I don't know that person. Like, so it would be already clear that you're doing it, how you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So to me, stuff like that matters. It's really, it really uh, opens up the idea that you have to have communication up front and also you have to have structure. And uh, I'm just going to love structure all day because that's just how I'm set up. So exactly, exactly. And I want to reiterate. So remember, we're 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 on here live. We're we're filming this live. So if you are just now joining us and you have some questions, please leave a comment on whatever platform that you're watching this on. We will get said comment and we will answer it live here. If you are watching the replay or if you're listening to this on one of the other platforms, once we're done recording it, you can still reach out to us, right? Uh, hello at mmcbpodcast.com with any questions, comments, concerns. We would love to hear from you. So, yes. So that was episode seven. So then we go to episode six with the Pharisees, which was one of my personal favorite episodes, right? Yeah. Um, just kind of hearing their origin story of how everything came to be, but just seeing their dynamic. And I love the fact that they were like yin and yang, right? They complimented each other so well. So that's one of the, the things that I got out of that episode is just, it's important to have people that you can mesh with and compliment, right? So where the areas that be, be mindful of your strengths, right? But find people that can, that, that are in your weakness that can come in and provides you service or provide something for you to, to to supplement that weakness, right? It's like a lot of times we spend time trying to develop those weaknesses, but it's like, nope, here, let me lean into my strengths, but let me find somebody else that can lean into their strengths, but their strengths is actually my weakness, and that's going to benefit what we're doing at the end of the day. So that's one of the things that I got from that episode with the Pharisees that I love. I love seeing. I love seeing that that just that dynamic of them. Yeah, and also if you uh, uh, just for context, the Ferris's is Josh and Karis Ferris. They are a couple who started a film and photography agency, if you will. They first started off with just him and her doing it, and then from there they started realizing like, oh, we need to create an associate model, and that associate model allowed them to be able to not just be booked she's going somewhere and then he's going somewhere they're able to send people out and then the quality of the photos the videos and all that kind of stuff never drop because they have this internal way of handling things and yeah. it's just like it was it's just super fire so if you're a photographer videographer uh any type of visual artist i would recommend you go check it out especially if you're trying to consider how can i expand like I don't, I'm tired. I can't be at all the places at the same time. You want to go definitely go check that one out. I love the episode as well. Just yeah, partnership, but but just man, things that they were talking about were ooh, okay. So one of the things that they talked about was the fact that they were a Josh, for example, had a corporate job. And a lot of times creatives are like, it's so easy to quit that job because you had just a basic job that you didn't love anyway, or it wasn't high wage earning. My boy worked at NASA. Okay. Right. 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 My boy worked at NASA. And so he was an engineer. So that wasn't a small chunk of change to walk away from, but it wasn't something that him and his wife can do in like in 
with their vision that they can do together and, and yeah. so forth. So, and so it was interesting for, to hear them talk about an exit strategy and how they got out of him getting out of that high paying wage paying job and beefing up the company in such a way that it sustains her salary, his salary makes profit. They can employ people and so forth and so on. So I think that's something that's cool to note. Like this, Sometimes it's when you just got that regular old part-time job, it was, you, you can easily replace that money. But right. when you when you're trying to replace something hefty, bro. Yeah. And the fact that like even that, they they weren't even they weren't eye to eye initially, right? Josh is okay. like, listen, I gotta, you know, I gotta work. We got this stuff, and 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 uh Karis is like, no, leave. You know what I'm saying? She's like, no, like leave, let's do this business for a time. And he like, nope, I got responsibility. So I'm going to yeah, stay yeah. here and get some stuff in place. I'm going to put you in position here. You can work full time and do it or whatever. And then once we get to that exit number, right, then I'll remove myself and whatnot. So, yeah. So just, but yeah, just, yeah, just that though, just, just being able to, yeah, she's, he, he initially saw a vision, right. And then she caught wind of the vision. And then just as when life was happening, it was almost like some, well, here, let me quit the business and let me, do the job and she's like no we got to reverse it quit the job and let's do the business mm, so. that i love it i'm telling you definitely if you are a, a person who is like your partners like it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic partnership if y'all a partnership business or you're a couple you want to go check that out i'm telling you they talked about everything from pricing strategy to like how to organize the back end when they were able to hire how to hire how to organize and stuff on like it was like it was it was cool now i want to move on to like episode number four right because I, we have a mutual friend his name is frank cage and he has a company called cage design studios and when we were saying we're going to do a podcast, MMCB, Minding My Creative Business. We were thinking about, like, who are we going to interview first? And we yeah. were like, Frank. we got to hit up our boy. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We both agreed I, on that. Yeah. I enjoy being able to have, like, a mutual friend on. Yeah. So. yeah. No, that, that was dope. And I, and one thing that, that, that was a through line that came through from episode with the Ferrises to – uh, we go back to Lorraine, but Lorraine to Frank, who we just mentioned, and then our first guest, Felicia. It went through line that I saw, and I know we, me and you have talked about it, but we, you know, so I, we get a chance to bring it up here now. Is that everybody got serious about their business hmm. when they had responsibility of a family? Yeah, yeah, like, that was Maybe. like, yeah, like that was like a through line, like. Felicia, when she said, "Yo, when it when it when when it clicked, I was I had to take care of my daughter." Frank, yo, when I had my when I had my son, yo, it was about the bag, right? He was like, I had to, oh. I had, to I had to get serious about this bag. Lorraine, she was like, "I had my twin daughters. I'm trying to get money to, for daycare, right?" And so I had to figure out how I'm gonna do this. And then yeah. John, she was like, "Yo, we had we you know I, I'm yeah I'm caring for for care for Karis, but we had a, we had a child, so it, it was something about that." that responsibility piece that activated you know what I'm saying wow. like go 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 gadget or something you know what I'm saying where everybody yeah. I also man that's so true that that responsibility was like okay I gotta I can't do this as a hobby I gotta do this creativity stuff for real yeah. but I also think that because it's like now that you say that with them having like children and like knowing that they need to provide on a better level it also it almost toys and leans into the idea that when you embrace uh, creative entrepreneurship and start move from from like a hobby mode, you realize that I have the ability to create a business and then create wealth and then create something that I can pass on to my next generation. Like yeah. if I do it as a hobby, I'll never be able to pass a company. But if I have cage design studios or if I have this particular writing company or this mm -hmm. particular communications agency, yeah. I can actually not only make wealth along the way, but this is a company that everybody else can eat off of. So it puts you in a, it was almost like they were in legacy mode, but didn't realize it. And so you brought up a good point because I, I thought about Frank um, because that was just a mutual friend, but, but the episode before Frank's was Lorraine's yeah. and she, she had that same through line as well. So let's get into episode number five. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so with Lorraine, one of the things that, that, that stood out to me, right. Um, and, and you see this with a lot of them is, 
that the duality, like I didn't know, like I said, I might just so Lorraine used to be my, my business coach, right? Um, so I've known Lorraine for a few years now. Um, but I didn't know that she went to school for music, right? Like I knew she went to school for pharmacy, <laughs> right? I know she has her degree in pharmacy and whatnot. Um, but no, she went for music as well. So seeing that duality of okay, I have this creative side of me, but then I also have this this scientific mathematics side of me but I bring them together within my business in order to really scale and grow my business and things like that. And she was like, listen, when I, the way that she runs her business, so she has a writing um, a business to where she, she writes, um, it's like a creative writing thing where she writes for other people and things like that. They come to her for, to write papers or write, you know, whatever, whatever they, they're writing. Um, but she said, in order for me to scale it, I had to bring on more people. I had to be able to delegate that, right? Um, but she equated it to being in a band, right? To where you have these section leaders, right? So, because like the the head band person, right? The the, the chief band person, or like the director, right? He can't talk to everybody individually. But what I can do is I can talk to these to, to these these heads. I can talk to these band heads, these band leaders, and the leaders can talk to these sec or section leaders. I can, I can talk to these section leaders, and the section leaders they can meet with the people one on one and things like that. So she was saying she took that concept and element from that her being in the band and put that into her business. And that's how she was able to grow and scale her business to, you know, six or seven figures and things like that. Wow. Yeah. And that's cool to use a creative um, framework, a model. Yeah. 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 No, that's what I was huge. What about you? What, what, what was something about that, that episode? Cause I mean, you see, cause I know she, I know you like that episode, you know what I'm saying? I think she was speaking your language when it comes to that, that delegation and that, that automation and things like that. So. Yeah. It was, yeah. And, and I think now I understand why I like it. I just thought about what you were saying as far as like, she took something creative mm-hmm. and like she's she applies it into this what what most people don't think of is like a creative framework and it's just really cool and she does the same thing because she does the same thing but like other aspects of business not necessarily like she does it with how she approaches social media yeah. she takes it science and then she turns it into like how she approaches the science of social media and she takes music and turns it into how she conducts a team and it's just like i'm like oh i like that i like i love it um yeah she was she was talking my language she but but the part where you're talking about is probably the most what i would say beneficial Mm -hmm. for for other people she said she went from having like just herself to having like 30 different people yeah 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 if you see her and stumble across her online, you don't think that she has created 30 jobs. You're like, oh, it's just probably her. She's probably an influencer, maybe one or two teammates. Like, no, she's got people. And, and she said that they were from all over the world because her business was coming from all over the world as well. And she talked about how to like really streamline a team when communications, when when they're not all in the same time zone. But she also talked about something that was really, really great. And I would say to me is the highlight of her episode, which is in order to lead a team well, you have to become like in in order to have employees and get the right output from them or contractors to get the right output. You have to kind of step your game up. You have to become a kind of person who can set a tone. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, what, what do I need to give them to do? So like, I mean, most of the time people think, well, I have to do it myself. I can't give it to somebody else. This is because you haven't trained them well, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know how to train somebody well. You don't know how to like give them, give somebody something to do. Like yeah. this is the task that's on my desk. I actually don't think it needs to be on my desk. This is just something that the company needs done. And anybody can fulfill this need for the company as long as they have these qualifications and they have this type of training. And right. she put the onus back on you that instead of saying, I ain't hired the right people. Cause like, I just need somebody with skill. Yeah, they, they have skill, but have you trained them well to be able to be in that role? So I thought that was really, really good uh, because one of the things about our podcast, we say is strategy. Yeah. We say it's structure, but we also say it's self-development and it's who you have to become in order to be the type of person that can lead a team of one, two, three or 30. So. Yeah. 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 No, listen, I want to go in deeper, but you know, we, we not, we're going to go to the, 
to the next episode, right? Um, and that's when we we go ahead. You want to say something? Oh yeah, I want to go with because uh, again, if you're watching a replay, then you are you're you're checking out. Okay, I'm seeing what I'm learning, and it's piquing your interest on what episodes you want to go back and watch. But we also said that there are people who are watching this live, and they can drop some questions. And one of the questions that we had that came in was about um, was from the previous episode that we were talking about, and it said. Uh, when we're talking about protect yourself, they say, what is an NDA? What is that used for? And at what, what point do you introduce that to your team? And so before we move forward into uh, Frank's episode, episode number four, uh, I want to like go back and just kind of make sure I, we're clear on that part. Can we, can you lean into what's the NDA run a little bit? Yeah. So uh, NDA is, is once again, it's an acronym. It just stands for uh, a non-disclosure agreement, right? So if you're sharing some information with somebody um, that you don't want them to share this information that you're sharing, right? It's almost kind of like you, you go to them by, listen, I'm going to share something with you, but you can't tell nobody. So yeah. instead, of, instead of trusting that they're going to not tell anybody, then you have them sign a, a NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, right? So where it's like, what I'm disclosing to you, you can't disclose to anybody else. So you can't share with anybody else. You can't tell anybody else. Right. And that just it just once again, it protects you because I say and I don't want to everybody's not in, intentionally being malicious. Right. So I don't ever want I don't want to assume people are being malicious. But just let's say Shai shares something with me and then I go share what Shai shared with me that she's doing. She, she's she's in the process of trying to create or invent something or even put together an event or something like that. She shares it with me. And I'm just talking to one of my partners in passing. Like, oh, yeah, my sis. Shy, she about to do this event. She about to do this, 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 and she about to, you know, I'm, I'm telling them everything that she told me. Now, mind you, it was harmless. I'm just like, yo, hyping my sis up. But then they take that information. They could be malicious, or it just could be, yo, I, I heard this in passing, and all of a sudden, a few months later, they're like, oh, I want to do this, thinking it came out of the blue when it really came from our conversation. So just to prevent us from even having that conversation. We have people sign an NDA that they're that they're saying that okay, I'm not going to share this information with anybody. Right, so. and, and when you introduce that to your team, we're not just out here putting together NDAs all the time, right. every single day. Like it, it's a specific time when you're sharing certain pertinent information that is like on your ideation format yeah. when you're innovating something, maybe inventing some something. So. If you have a teammate that is a publicist, if you have a teammate that is a manager, you and them are going to discuss a lot of your in like stuff that's your intellectual property. You're going to be talking about it with them before the ideas even come into fruition. So maybe there should be an NDA between you and that type of team member. But if you're just somebody who is like, hey, I'm, I'm a photographer and I need a, a second a second hand, I'm a videographer, I need a second hand to get a second angle, um, let's do an NDA. Like, that's not necessarily, it may not be necessary. I just simply need you to film this thing. Unless you guys are filming for a, uh, maybe somebody who you don't want anybody to know that y'all were filming this until the right. filming actually takes place, exactly. right? Or until the filming actually comes out, right? So let's say you are filming a company, right? There's a company and they're just going to get you guys to do some training videos that they're going to, that's fine. That person can say, oh, I was with this person over here and we were just kind of filming some training videos for Coca-Cola. Not a big deal. But let's say uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are two people who you're interviewing and they're going to like release this important announcement to the world about what's going on in England and America. And, and you can't, sh you, you want to make sure that it's not, you know what I mean? Like you want to make sure that this stuff is not shared. Now this person who is just a second hand has privy to like some, like, what do you call it? Um, I, I, I think about it in the military terms. It's a book. It's some 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 secret clearance stuff, right? right? And so now, hey, can I? I need you to make sure that you're not sharing who we're filming with, because the people who are filming this are specifically asking that we don't share it until it's released, right? Mm -hmm. So, those are the times when things like that are important. Now, uh, we could keep it moving. I I, I just want to make sure we clear. Um, yeah, let, let's 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 keep it going. Hop, hop back to my boy Frank because he was the one that was our mutual friend, right. and there are some of the other ones with people who I knew or you know we found online or something like that. So yeah, yeah. no, um, I I I liked his story, right? So he he's he now his, his words not mine, but he was this knucklehead from Lima, uh, Ohio, yeah. right? He he had this gift for you know graphic design because that's how I came in contact with with Frank. Like he's designed several logos 
um, for for me and some of the entities that I've been with and partnered with and things in the past. Um, so phenomenal. Um, but, he, you know, he started off free, as a freelancer. Right. He was free. He was a freelancer. Uh, he was working for this sign shop. Um, and as we go to him, work for the sign shop, the owner of the, of the sign shop, was they, they were a small business. He was a creative entrepreneur as well. Um, but he saw something and Frank was like, yeah, you, 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 I don't say bigger, but for the lack of conversation, you bigger than the sign shop. You got, you got your, your, your head isn't here. It's elsewhere. So I'm gonna let you go. But that was kind of him letting him go so he can go and spread his wings and do his own thing. Um, so then yeah. he went from, you know, freelancing to creating what, what is now Cage Design Studios to where it wants the same thing, where he's employing other people, right, to be able to give the same results that he would give if he was doing it, but now it frees him up and not having to work in his business, but now he can work on it, right? So where now he's able to get more projects and other things like that because I have other people that I can send out in my in my absence. Yeah. Man, when you think about being let go and like the bird and we we talked about all that in the like- you did. <laughs> In the episode, you want to go and go listen to the episode because we had bars like we were yeah. in there. We, we was like, Oh, Frank Cage, Cage Design, and you right. got your cage, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. One of the things that was most notable, and it's something that I would encourage anybody to do if you are going to be working, go work in like working a, a job. Like he said, he was working a nine to five. I'm going to be working a nine to five, go work in jobs. Uh, and, and in environments for companies that can kind of spur on your gifts yeah. so that you can be there learning. It's like, it's almost like seeking out an apprenticeship, but you really need just a job. It's not an internship. Right. It's not free. It is a paid thing. But I know that if I go here, it's going to allow my creativity to flourish. That was one of the things that he said that was so fire. And that's how that person was able to recognize and see them and not let them go as in like, after you fired, I'm letting you go because I know that I see what's working up in you and it's time for you to go do it. Yeah. And so that will be the cool thing about working with somebody. I don't care if your your creative business is to have uh, some type of makeup uh, makeup line or a cover band or something like this. When you go work there, that person is going to cultivate you and they'll be able to tell you when like you're ready. I think it's time for you to go ahead and do, do something else. So it, 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 you, you're, you're doing two things. Number one, you're making the money you need to make. And number two, uh, you are learning what you need to learn out here in the world to uh, bring your own entrepreneurship into fruition. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So then next. Right. We have uh, we, we have Felicia. Uh, well, now, what's her last name? Because I know we. we... Yeah. OK. Yeah. So here's the thing. Felicia had recently, Felicia been and she had recently gotten married uh, in, in the past couple of years, but I've known her for years. So I was like, introducing Felicia, old last name and not new married last name. So uh, yeah, I I struggled <laughs> with that. And she was like, <laughs> right. Hey, my no, husband's going to get this episode and no, my, I am, I am, you know, so. So yeah, so yeah. It's, it's Wilson, right? Felicia Wilson, right? That's right. So there you go. So you caught it. So <laughs> Felicia B is now Felicia W, right? So right. yeah, so Felicia, she she is man, she's an amazing creative. She's one of the ones that is multi-hyphenate. So if you are watching this and you're like, okay, not a photographer, uh, not a writer, okay, not a graphics person. Uh, she has created a communications agency and she did so because she she actually act, has all the skills within her own wheelhouse to do all the things. So she knows photography. She knows videography. She knows graphic design. She started with some graphic design. She knows branding. She knows like so she's one of them people that just is multi hyphenate. And if you're that way, then I think you would probably you would really enjoy this episode. Yeah. yeah. Just because because she's also uh, side note: She is also like an actor, like a, a like a thespian. She she still act actively gets into plays and stuff like that. So when on her spare time, that's what she does for fun, and still gets paid to do it. So 
she she's multi hyphenate and in and, and despite doing all the things she does have one thing that's locked in and secure and that is she owns a communications agency she's taking time to turn one of those things that's multi hyphenate into a solid business that is employable by politicians like she does work for like the city of right so wherever you are for me it would be the city of Dallas for Ron it would be the city of Detroit she does works for like on the municipal level and so she she does works for like mayors and she does work for like companies, small business. I mean, she she is so is so amazing. So getting into the episode beyond like Felicia, uh, what are some of the things that that you would say that you enjoy about the episode or like that you feel like uh, is a gem? For, for me, the gem, because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a mentor, right? I'm a mentor at heart and I'm a mentor in vocation and things like that. So when she was in college, right, because she went to college for um, musical theater, right? Her daddy told her, well, listen, you're going to need to do something else. <laughs> like, That's cool, but I need to do something else. So she was just saying how she had some other classes and she had some professors and things that kind of helped to guide her. Because she said, I, I wasn't, I, at that time, I wasn't smart enough to kind of put certain things together. But it was other, it was other people there that kind of helped to, to guide me and lead me in you know, certain paths and certain tracks. And as a result of me doing that, I got to where I am today. So that stood out to me, just me being, I'm, I'm a mentor at heart. I'm always yeah. giving some kind of advice, some kind of guidance, some kind of direction or something like that. So that that stood out to me and the, how, yeah. how important it is to have mentors in, in your life from her dad or her, her dad, her dad could have just been like, okay, baby, go on, follow your heart, do your thing. Right. But the dad's, yeah up and said some and then she had some other professors and things that spoke up and said some too so yeah right now also if you're listening to this right now and you're a person who's a creative and there's somebody in your life who is in that guidance or that advice role and they're telling you how to like hey you you probably want to do this as well so that you can have like a baseline a financial um stream that still draws on your creativity listen to them please yeah. listen to them yeah, because she has done it and she has done it well. I mean, we talked about in the episode. We was like, okay, so all this sounds good, but when did you crack six figures? You know, we want we want to know like what what was difference in between five figures to six figures? What's the difference? Because we want to know. We, we 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 want you to know, right? And so one of the things that she said um, was the difference is like uh, she got she got to looking at what all goes into the work that she does and stop like, cause we do these things as creatives, like, Oh, I do this naturally. And I do that. And I do that. And you sit down with a client and you come up with like, Hey, what all do you need from me? And you just go do the thing because you're so used to doing it without actually factoring in how much did it cost me for the software to do this? How much did it cost me for the, the devices to do that? How much did it cost for this? Like there are so many things. And so she started looking at the process of like what all goes into what she does to make right. the final process come out. And then she decided to start pricing herself accordingly. Once she started pricing herself according to everything that she's expending, now she starts making a profit. And not only a profit, you start inching up into the higher contracts and easing your way on into the six figures. So I think that that's a gem because people need to think about that. You're probably over there outputting $4,000 worth of expenses and still charging $4,000. Like, no, you can't do that. That's why you're like, it's not working. $4,000 worth of expenses plus your time, your labor, your, your IP you're going to have to go ahead and put a little bit more on that. That probably need to be an $8,000 invoice, but it would be much more worth it because you're covering all the expenses, including yourself. No, no, that's, that's, that's a mouthful right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of a mouthful, the last, the last, or well, not the last couple that we're going to talk about, but they were the first couple of episodes yeah. that we did. Yeah. Episode number two, yeah. Episode number one and episode number zero actually just featured us two. And we had a lot to say in those first three episodes. And so uh, while I talked about using episode number seven, go back and watch that one, go back and watch the Ferrises and all that kind of stuff. These were the baseline of what it is uh, to be minding my creative business from a podcast perspective. So we we were talking, we were talking and talk. Ron, let's what, what, what you have to say about those. No, that 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 creative to CEO, right? It's like for you to really step into this, you know, creative entrepreneurship. Like you have to transition from solely being a creative 
into being a CEO. We're not saying you have to choose. It's a. It's, it's not a but. It's an and, right? Or and. What, what, what's the saying that they say? It's not a. Uh, it's an either or, but it's a both and. Yeah, it's not an either or. It's a both and, right? To where okay, you have to be a, a, a creative and a CEO, and there's going to be some times when you have to put that creative on the back burner, on the back seat, right? So that the CEO can can drive and take lead, and sometimes that's going to be difficult for you as a creative, where it's like okay. What's the best thing for the business, right? And yeah, you got to step into that that CEO mindset opposed to because listen, if, if, if we're being honest, right? If, if we operate in that creative mode all day, we're gonna think, well, I just need to create more, or I need to create better. And it's like it may not be creating more, or creating better that needs to happen. It may be something else that you need to do from a business standpoint. So just making sure that you're taking off that creative hat, um, or not taking it off, but just. You may you may got to tilt it to the side and put the other one on the you know on the side when we're dually, but you got right. to have that CEO and that, that you more so that you're making decisions uh, out of two different places. So that creator we talked about how like a chief executive officer provides leadership in all areas with an emphasis on long term goals. Mm-hmm which creators do as well, because you could have a, if you're a music artist, you could have a a project, an album that you're working on for months, but we got the long-term piece. So there's a similarity Mm. for growth Mm -hmm. and profit and return on investment. So that's what they're focusing on. Yeah. That kind of might not be the creative mindset right there. You're not may may not be thinking about a return on your investment. Like I know so many producers, I'm not going to name no names, right? Not going to point no fingers over here. Not no, nothing is happening. Who in their creativity as producers, they just like, man, I got to get this new mixing board. I got to go get this new software. I got to go get this other plugin. I got to go get this. And producers are some of the people who will spend the most money. They will have this banging studio. I've been in some producers have, they don't have, they don't have any placements on any major records. They haven't even produced a lot of, but they, they've been so busy building all the stuff. Like, wow, this is a state-of-the-art facility and have not produced much profit because, not because they're not good, not because they're not creative, not because they don't have the stuff, but because when they bought the things, they weren't thinking as a CEO. And a CEO is thinking, how can I get a return on my investment? They were thinking of, I'm going to buy this, buy this, buy this. I'm not, I'm investing in myself. They know they were investing, but they weren't thinking about what the ROI was going to be. Yeah. They wouldn't think about that return on investment. Listen, Mm -hmm. and I've been guilty of that. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on equipment, VST software and all those things. So yes, (laughs) I could, I've been one of those people. (laughs) Right, 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 man. So, and, and that's what I want people to also think about is, as a creative, you know, this is all the things that I have to buy that goes into the things that I'm creating. Maybe I'm in, I'm a designer, a fashion designer or an interior designer. These are my expenses. Yeah. You have expenses for projects, but you, when you're in, when you're investing in your company, that's an investment. So if you go out and spend $3,000 on some, whatever thing you need for such design, you need to be thinking about what is the return on this thing. When I buy this, this is going to produce more clients or I can, I can raise my prices by this much or I can not raise my prices, but I can go deeper with my prices. So if I buy this particular thing and I only will a customer be able to buy this from me, but I'm also going to be able to give them this service. I'll give you a perfect example for those of you guys who like don't like business theory. And that's why you're not into it. I got a buddy of mine. He is a DJ uh, and he is a wedding DJ. So that is a creative entrepreneur, to, in my opinion. And by all stretch of the definition. Right. Which we're going to get into that, too. What we talked about, what is a creative, like, let me not, let me not skip ahead, but we talked about the definition of it and we're going to talk about it before we get up out of here. But the DJ example, this guy, he is a DJ. He provides a DJ service. All you got to come with your little DJ deck, your computer, and you provide music for the evening, a little bit of emceeing for the reception and so forth and so on. That's that. But he decided I'm going to go out and I'm going to go buy a 360 uh, spin booth, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes what he notices that a lot of couples will buy that from somebody else. And so now you got to pay for this DJ 
and he's coming out. Then you got to pay for this person who's coming out and it's taking up their time. Well, he's like, I was already going to be there. So you don't really have to pay for my time. You're paying for the equipment rental versus if you get it priced from somebody else, they're going to price you for the rental plus their time. And so he was like, I'm going to go buy this $3,000 spin around photography thing. But there was a return on investment because now he can look at the client who was already going to book him for maybe a $2,000 wedding package. Not sure if that's the price. I'm just we're just throwing out a number for simple math. They're going to book him for $2,000 wedding package. He's going to be with them for all day with the pre-event, uh, the, the cocktail hour, the reception, the wedding, all of that kind of stuff. So cool. $2,000 it is. And then he now tells them, hey, for an additional $400, $500, you can rent out this uh, this booth for me. And uh, it manages and da 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 they, they know that if they bought it from somebody else, it was going to cost them more. So now he just took his, his he didn't he didn't charge them more for his service. The DJ service still costs what it costs. Right. But he did, made, he made more money because he added on the service because they're renting this particular equipment. So now he made $2,500. Now, when we say return on investment, what that means is if I keep renting this out at $500, if I if I do this over and over, this 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 uh, equipment cost me three thousand dollars. I need to at least make six sales. Yeah. And then after that, everything else is going to be profit. And so I'm going to get a return on this investment. And what is that return going to look like? And so over and over and over again, it'll wind up probably being like a twenty percent. 30%, 40% like investment over time. So I just want to make sure I made that clear because people are like, okay, you want me to increase my prices? Not always increase your prices. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you need to be a CEO and think about how I'm just going to get a return on my investment. That's just one simple way. But for those people who are like, okay, I get it. Creator to CEO. I need to have a different mindset. I need to think long-term. I need to think profit. I need to think return on investment. I need to think growth. How's my company growing year over year, right? Got it. But am I even a creative entrepreneur in the first place? Yeah. And that's episode one is what is a creative entrepreneur, right? So on that episode, we break down the four, it's four different categories, right? So if you if you find yourself in any of these four categories, then the answer would be yes, right? So there's artists, makers, movers, and shakers. Right. So artists, makers, movers, shakers. So artists, those are yes, those are like your creatives. Those are what we generally think about when we think about creatives. Right. It's like, oh, I'm a creative. Yeah, I'm I, 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 I'm, I'm, a, I'm a painter or I might be a recording artist or I, I'm, I'm doing something cre creatively. Right. But then we talk about makers. Right. Makers like you might do jewelry. Right. Actually, somebody like embroidered this hat. I'm, I'm wearing something that's that was embroidered. Right. You see here, <laughs> you know, what's the irony? Right. Um, those would be considered makers because they're making a physical product. Right. Then you have your movers, which are dancers, choreographers, yogis, um, people that are using their their body movement. They're, you know, doing something and providing a, a service or a product even, you know. Um, but then we have your shakers, your shakers. Those are people that are your coaches. Right. I'm a coach. Shy, she, she's a coach as well. Right. Um, uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Like I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here uh, when it comes to those shakers. Um, oh, who else is a shaker? Uh, like we talking health industry. Say again. Like health industry. Yeah, yeah, health industry. Like yeah, thought, thought, thought makers. Right. You got these people like um, Emden. What's Emden's first? I can't think of Emden's name, but he he does like he he does like hip hop pedagogy and things like that. So he goes to different universities and he's speaking um, and mm -hmm. things like that. But it's like a speaker, motivational speaker, they will be considered a shaker, right? So right. a lot of people, nonprofit, not, um, you know, I, I'm, I work with a nonprofit and the, the the CEO of our nonprofit is a is a shaker, right? Or yeah. is that a director, a shaker. So yeah, yeah, it's- And not, and not saying that every nonprofit is a creative entrepreneur, like right. they, they were creative entrepreneurs, but there are some elements that have to be there and there's this creativity that's there. And the reason why we thought we talked about the health, of people we, we see it like with like dr oz we talked about that in the episode so he's not just a doctor at this point right he's creating recipe books he's creating workouts he's creating all these different creations that's coming from his wheelhouse so that like you your life can be better so that the cut the the that the patient could be served right and so that's what we're talking about and then not only that he's out here uh moving and grooving in that industry 
and he's like making traction in that industry. So he's in, in one regard, he's a doctor, but in another regard, he's a creative entrepreneur. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's artists, makers, movers, and shakers. So yeah. matter of fact, there's an episode, I mean, not an episode, an article that we were recommend that you go watch. Uh, I mean, go listen to, go read before you watch the episode, right? Go read, read the article, type in Google artists, makers, movers, shakers, fire article and then watch the episode and you'll have a really really great context of what it means to be a creative entrepreneur so that when people are when you're telling people you're a creative entrepreneur and they're like what's that you can explain it and you'll know how to identify it as well so yeah yeah, no, and I had somebody actually reach out to me and they thanked me. They were like, Well, thank you. I, I didn't identify as a creative preneur to listen to that episode. Like you helped me to be able to identify and find myself. So now I'm gonna listen to more episodes because now I see myself as a creative preneur. You know and you know why that's important for us is because there's so much information out here for entrepreneurs, but yeah. not all entrepreneurship is equivalent in how it's executed because when you're a creative entrepreneur business looks a little different and if you're comparing yourself against like businesses that don't have a creative base to the model then you're you're you'll find yourself being frustrated right like man i I think i'm an entrepreneur but it's not it's not working out the same way so you're listening to people who are talking about how to like man they started some type of textile company or they started some type of um some type of civil engineering thing where people rent out the big construction trucks from them and put the cones down and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole different type of business and business model than what it had, what, what it looks like when you are a creative entrepreneur. So we think it's important for you to, yes, you're minding your business, but you're minding your creative business, which means you have to approach it a little bit different. Yeah. 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 So, so listen, so that's pretty much, all our episodes, except for Zero. Zero was literally just our, we were letting you know what we were doing and what you could expect for the, for, from this podcast, right? So, we were saying welcome. Yes, yeah. it was literally a welcome episode. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's all our episodes from season one. Now, you see that we're saying, we're saying that this is the finale for season one. So that lets you know that there's more seasons to come, right? So follow us. Go to mmcbpodcast.com. Join the Creatives Corner community. Within that, you will get a newsletter. You will be a part of our Facebook community that you'll be surrounded by other creative entrepreneurs who are on the same path and same journey as you. All right. So you have people that you can, can relate that can that you can relate to and that can relate to you. And we're there to help each other grow and to excel on this journey called creative entrepreneurship. So go to the mmcbpodcast.com and do that. Right. Um, join that. Join that community. Also, if you whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, Amazon, YouTube, like, subscribe, share, leave us reviews. We need this stuff. Right. This stuff. It helps us to show up in the algorithm. It helps us show up in suggestions for other people that need this content. Um, if you know somebody directly that needs to share with them. Right. Our 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 goal. Right. The purpose of this podcast is to be the number one podcast for creative preneurs. Right. To grow in strategy, structure and self-development. Right. Well, this is for for us by us. Right. So please get the word out. Side, you got anything? I do. I, I said in the beginning of this episode that even if you not you were not watching this live and you were watching this on a replay, we would have an opportunity for you to reach out to us. And you mentioned a little bit earlier, and that is if you have any questions or any comments, you can email them to us. But here's the uh, question that we have for you, because I said we want to ask you for advice. And since we're talking about this is the finale of season one, meaning there's going to be season two, as we're preparing to get everything together for season two, we want to know who do you want us to interview? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's some give us some advice on that. Like, hey, y'all should have this person on. They know so much, and other creative entrepreneurs can learn a wealth of wisdom from them. Uh, if, if there's somebody, let us know. And then also, we want your advice on what topics that you want us to t- to discuss. Right. So we've kind of dealt with some 
things as far as like the associate model for photography. We talked about how do you create a writing agency, but like, what are some other topics that you may want us to talk about? Ron and I have talked about what is a CEO versus a creative? What is a creative entrepreneurship? How to protect your creativity? But if you want us to delve into some topics, please drop us some lines and let us know. And you can do that by emailing us. Hello at mmcbpodcast.com. Hello at mmcbpodcast.com. We really, really want to hear from you. Listen, your email could shape how season two happens and what it looks like. That's true. That's true. So listen, so we got all that out the way. So now we're going to end out once again. You will listen. So as we're closing out this season, uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned because we'll let you know when season two is going to launch and all those things. We're we're in the we're in a, we're in the process of preparing for that, right? Um, so yeah, so it's, it's going to be a little hiatus. You know how seasons work. There's a little hiatus, then they come back. So that's what we're doing. We're taking a little hiatus, but we're going to come back. But stay tuned, right? So that you know when we're launching uh, season two. Hopefully, like I said, we can get that feedback from you guys to implement the things that you're suggesting. So this is y'all podcast. It's just, this ain't me and Shy's podcast. This is y'all podcast. So um there's a mantra that we that we close out with at the end of every show. So Sha, can I can I put that in your hands to end to close us out with with our uh MMCB podcast mantra? Yes. So I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say it out loud too. All it takes, all it takes is intention, is intention, consistency, consistency, and laser focus. And laser focus to mind my creative business. To mind my creative business. Thank y'all for listening. Peace out. Peace out.